0: I'm Chris Farrell from the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, a wacky weekend morning show, part
1: of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows
0: over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Thank you for listening to the Intellectual Podcast. I'm your host, David S. Dawson, and I welcome you to season eight of our show. The Intellectual Podcast is available on all the major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Please make sure to tap that subscribe button and never miss an episode of the show. We're also on social media, so give us a like on Instagram or retweet on Twitter. We are at The Intellectual on both platforms. You can also follow us on Facebook. Just look for Intellectual Entertainment and subscribe to our YouTube channel and get notifications of our video podcasts and other fun content at youtube.com slash We've also joined the fun on Clubhouse. Join us for continuing discussions with our guests and fun rooms talking about the entertainment industry and the latest hot topics in pop culture. Just join the Intellectual Chats Club on Clubhouse. We've even made it easy to find Visit intellectualchats.club on any web browser to be taken to our club so you can join up. Now, let's get on with the podcast. Talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. The Intellectual Podcast starts now.
2: Hello, hello, intellectual family. We are here today with actress Fanny Compton. Fanny, how are you doing today? I am very well, thank you for asking. So, yeah, not too bad at all. You? You? Uh, I'm doing well. And uh, we have you. You're calling in from the UK today,
3: correct? That is correct. Yes. Across the pond from you guys. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes so we, we had fun doing yes.
0: maths to try and figure out the uh, appointment time.
3: All <laughs> oh, right. Yes. Yes, indeed. It's 1030 p.m. where I am now. So
0: yeah, it, it got complicated because yeah. our time changed last weekend and I forgot. So Oh,
3: right. Yeah. Yeah. Does
2: the UK do a time change?
3: Uh, yes, Uh, I don't know when it is, but uh, yes, we do.
0: But it's not not the same time as us, which is really weird.
3: Yeah. So that just complicates it further. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Fanny, (laughs) you're an actress and a, and a singer, correct? Singer, songwriter. I prefer the emphasis to be on the songwriter. But yes, yes, singer-songwriter. No, what kind <laughs> of music?
0: What kind of music do you do?
3: Um, that's a very good question, David. Um, uh, was it David speaking? Sorry, yes, that it was, was David. All oh, right, yes. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. It's usually quite melancholy. Um, mm,
0: sounds like my kind <laughs> of music, actually. Wist,
3: wistful. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, kind of ballad storytelling. Um sort of songs. I think they're more sort of TV or film placement, rather than any sort of chart-topping hits as such. But yes, yes. Gotcha. Depressing. No, no, it's, <laughs> that's perfect.
0: That is totally right in my musical wheelhouse. I love like depressing music. Steve oh, you're you. going He's, to
3: love me. <laughs> <laughs> Steve was
0: my roommate for a few years. He got to listen to all the, you know, Pink Floyd and blues to his heart's content. Right.
1: I wouldn't say my heart's content, but... Um, <laughs> Your heart's <laughs> content, and um, my heart's lament. So,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: so if it's in a minor it. key, David
3: loves it.
1: Mm, yes.
3: Oh, yes, I feel exactly the same. Yes, minor key, I'm many bodies? Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, Fanny, you're you're in the arts as a career. Is that what you've always dreamed of being? Like when you were a little kid, did you aspire to be an actress and singer, songwriter?
3: As I've always said, since exiting the womb. Honestly, I think it's a vocation. I I just, I just knew, I just knew it's what I wanted to do. Not necessarily the concept of an actor, or I just knew that I wanted to emote things from people, to move people emotionally, um, however that was. And it's transpired, you know, it's through comedy, through songwriting, through acting and what have you. But yes, I always wanted to be, um, on the stage treading the boards i knew that yes
2: <laughs> were you like particularly uh, theatrical as a child did you like put any plays on at your house or were you in community theater or anything like that
3: uh oh gosh yes i mean i was always you know doing stuff at home um nobody was really interested in watching too much but i did it regardless <laughs> you know to the toys to whatever whatever will sit there for 10 hours <laughs> um, but you know um <laughs> Yeah. So that's always been there. And my mother would allow me to do, you know, sort of amateur productions and, and stuff like that. So. So, yeah. Yeah. It's always been there. Um, yeah.
2: And yeah. at what, what point in your life did it change over from, you know, childhood joy and fun to this is legitimately a career and this is what I'm doing? Like, when did it become serious for you? i'm still
3: waiting for that to happen really. <laughs> um,
0: that's the best answer i like uh, but,
3: uh, i don't know i don't know i dress up in wigs and get the lipstick on and look horrendous you know and put hats on and uh you know and improvise and do scenes and that's pretty much how i've built my social media following so you know um i don't know i think when you know that you're, you're, you're sort of it's going to sound really, but we, we, you know that you're born to do something. There is no other alternative. So it doesn't become a distinction between then and now it's just a continuance. Um, yeah.
0: That one clear path ahead of you that, you know, that that's where, you're yes, th- yeah. there
3: was never anything else on the agenda. Apart from being a nun for a couple of years, I contemplated it um when I was around 16, but you know, and I came back to reality and like, you know, I want to actually be a, <laughs> be a performer, an actor. But yeah, I've never strayed from that. So, yeah. So it's just the yeah. idea of you're, you're always in a state of play and sometimes people pay you for it. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It better bloody work out now and get success because otherwise <laughs> I'm screwed. I'm absolutely screwed because I've put all of my efforts into this. Goddamn it. Now, you know, and we're not getting any younger. So it better happen um, big time. <laughs> I said, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to fall back on otherwise. God damn. Yes.
2: <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about um, what what do you tend to do the most? Do you do theater, film, television? Um, I know you said that you do a lot of character and improv work. Um, what takes up the majority of your time, or is it a mix of all of the above?
3: Well, during lockdown, none of, none of those have taken my time up, unfortunately. But um, prior to that, mostly uh, sort of theatre was what I was doing and slowly eking into television with commercials and whatnot. Um, but yeah, theatre is my, my love predominantly. That Just being live and, you know, you have to roll with the punches. Mistakes are made. Get the hell over it. You know, there's no take one, take two. Um, and I, I really thrive in that environment and uh, feeling the energy of an audience. This isn't the question you asked, is it?
2: I mean, no, it totally, it totally is. And, and this show definitely goes off on tangents. So tangent away, if you find yourself doing that. <laughs>
1: oh, on, on that same vein, um, do you remember a moment on stage where you had to improvise the hell out of a scene because of... Um, Technical or another actor going off
3: book. I, I don't not where I've had to improvise the hell out of the scene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's been the odd the odd bits here and there, you know. So
0: okay.
3: just when an actor is meant to sit on the chair, uh, I mean on the table. Sorry, at the end of a song, and actually, you know, it, the, the table breaks in half and he falls down to the floor, and I'm the only <laughs> other actor on stage. You have to look like that's part of it and roll with it for, for example you know things have happened but um yeah
0: i had yeah. a mustache yeah. fly right off my face uh <laughs> in the of scene. that was uh, i was i was in the middle of a tirade so I stared at it on the floor looked at the guy and said you've pissed me off so much my mustache jumped off of me
3: <laughs> love it <laughs> well,
1: what are you gonna do you know mine reason why i be. Uh, Mine was uh, the actress that I was uh, in a scene with dried and walked out and walked off stage. Wow. What? Left me alone. It was Blight's Spirit. And it was in the middle of Act One when the ghost was in the room, but I hadn't noticed the ghost yet. (laughs) (laughs) And the the woman playing my wife dried and she left stage, leaving me all alone. I'd have paid good oh, money to wow, watch you wow. alone on stage, wondering what to do. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's that where I very to, uh, improvise the hell out of a scene.
3: <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes. Yes. That would be uh, an improvised scene to watch, would it not? <laughs> love it. Love it. Anywhere
0: in the UK did you grow up? And how did that affect your... Uh, your artistic sensibilities.
3: <sighs> um well, I grew up predominantly in uh, an area called Northamptonshire, uh which is in the Midlands. <laughs> Not that any of you all know that. Um and Some of
0: us actually I, do. Thank you very uh, much.
3: Yeah, I actually know exactly what you're talking about. My stepmom's from Tottenham, so uh Oh, gosh, really? Right. Well, I stand corrected then. I do apologize. No worries. (laughs) The (laughs) pond's not as
0: big as it once was.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, In answer to your second question, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a question nobody has ever asked me. Or have I ever actually thought about, more interestingly? Um, Hmm. Oh, gosh.
0: I don't know. Well, because, you know, here in the States you know, and we're a much larger country, of course. So we've got a lot of, a lot more variation from place to place, but where you grew up has a lot to do with what kind of like, what kind of influences you feel, uh, within your artistic life. Um, you know, people in the Midwest have a tendency towards like country music and, you know, a little less stage presence because the stage isn't generally a huge thing unless you're near a major city like St. Louis, um, or Kansas city like Whitney was, um, You know, so I always I always find it an interesting question to ask people, like, you know, how did how did growing up where you grew up, you know, affect your creative life when you were when you were younger? And how did it kind of push you
2: forward?
3: Um, I don't know the answer to the question in terms of where I grew up. And I think a lot of a lot of my childhood growing up, it was quite uh, sort of insular, if you will, I was um, sent, you know, either off to boarding school or the schools that I would go to. Um, I'd be straight back home. I wouldn't be socializing really with anyone unless it was organized groups, you know, ballet or this or that. Um, And I think to some extent my childhood was molded by my mother wanting a certain outcome for me in the long term.
0: Right.
3: Right. So, um, I kind of lived in my own bubble and my own world and and loved it. And I suppose what it did do that it might be looked, at, looked on objectively as a lonely existence as a child, but it, I, I do feel it was chosen. I sort of loved just writing poetry, writing songs, recording myself, acting to myself, spending time by myself, reading books. Um, you know, so... Well, I think Again, that's I a, that's something.
0: actually a really good answer because that, that mean, that sounds like the conditions you were in and which your mom apparently put you into, uh, that's a psychology <laughs> question that uh, we can get into. <laughs> <later. Yes>. <laughs> um, <laughs> this condition that you're in really kind of drove you inward and and kind of tapped into your creative mind to fill in gaps that weren't filled with time playing with other kids and stuff.
3: Yeah, 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 I think so. I think so, but I would like to just emphasise the fact I was happy doing
0: that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't locked in my bedroom under key you know, locked in key. Um, <laughs> I feel that's important uh, to state. Should anyone be listening to this, Mother Dearest? Um, but I, I think, I think it has taught me to enjoy my own company. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was taught early on that there's nothing wrong with boredom. And I think that's a really interesting thing, which we don't teach children now. The first sight of boredom. Oh, shove an iPad in front of them. Do this, do that. But yeah, being bored is where a lot of creativity stems from. I think this is what people uh, discovered during lockdown. But yeah. suddenly when, you know, you became, in inverted commas, bored, there was time to get creative or to learn something or to take up a new language or just, I don't know, to bake, to dance, to whatever.
0: Yeah, um, all the people who suddenly were doing new creative things in their lives yeah. was really cool to see.
3: Yes. You know, this, yes.
0: Everything from, like you said, baking to to learning languages to doing, you know, like I, I mm-hmm. I've been learning to play the guitar, you know, like... <laughs>
2: Side tangent question. What did you do during lockdown, Fanny,
3: as far as creative outlet? Oh, gosh, putting me on the spot. Um, (laughs) um, You know, I did did a range of things. I suppose my creativity didn't differ too much to begin with. You know, I was uh, writing comedy songs and putting them out there. Um, I wrote uh, a series, co-wrote a series called Lockdown Lifeline, which... uh, Won a couple of awards here and there um, on the film festivals. And, and that, that, I'm saying, oh, I, I just co wrote co-wrote this um, sitcom. It was wicked, the sheer amount of work there was to do, because, you know, all the actors were working remotely and mm. you had to be the director of it, the producer via email. It was just rancid. It was really hard work. And just think, oh, God, you know, times, what the hell am I doing this for? What am I doing this for? Ridiculous amount of work. And then the editing, I could go on moaning. But I won't. Um, I mean, I can if I'm given permit now. But, you know, it was really incredibly hard work. Um, I'd just like to note that. Um, But yeah, just a range of creative endeavours, putting out different characters and um, releasing another uh, uh, another single of my own. Um, So, yeah, bits and pieces. But lockdown has affected me as it has many. And I just... I've got no substance to kind of draw from, no characters, no nothing. And creatively, I've just sort of dried up.
2: Yeah, the creative creative well is running a little low right now, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. Because we take so much of our ideas
3: from outside stimuli and things. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that answer the question at all? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. And
2: awesome. You were awesome. way more productive than I was. I did a lot of baking and gained like eight pounds. So, you know, <laughs> yours was a Whitney, better option.
3: <laughs> Whitney, I have gained a hell of a lot more than that. So I beat you on that. I did that plus all those things. I got fatter and, and, <laughs> and did all those other things. But yes, I'm very rotund now. Yeah, I was Thanks. trying to perfect macarons, which, uh,
2: I mean, they're delicious, but also I have no self-control whenever those cookies are around.
3: Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Sure.
0: Yeah, so uh, I, I never saw any of those cookies, Whitney. What's, what's up with that? Uh,
2: I mean, they haven't been perfected yet, David. I can't give you the flops. I eat the flops. <laughs>
0: ah, so I will never see a cookie is what you're saying.
2: I mean... Is that uh, it's kind of mm, mm. <laughs> um Love it. but Fanny we were talking a little bit about your childhood and you said that you uh, went to boarding school did they have theater and acting courses or where did you start to
3: hone your craft Oh gosh no absolutely not not at not at that time no um, <clears throat> there was uh classical singing lessons on offer and and ballet and tap and that was it with the extent of anything maybe vaguely theatrical or putting yourself out there. Um, so, yeah, there was nothing like that at that time. Certainly at boarding school, it was purely academic, uh, which didn't serve me that well um, <laughs> because I just wanted to have jazz hands and everybody look <laughs> at me. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, later on, there were a few groups and, uh, you know, drama was... Um, favoured a little more at some of the schools I went to later. Uh, and yeah, um, always just was fighting for the lead role in something, be it man, woman, whatever accent, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and then went to stage school after that. Which um, stage school? I say after that, it was from quite young, actually. Uh, it was called Charlie Chaplin's stage school. Yeah. Um, which is closed down now, but yeah, oh. that was the all jazz hands, singing, dancing, tits and teeth, um, <laughs> stage school, as you would know it. And I bloody adored it. I did everything there, you know, tap, ballet, modern acrobatics, um, you know, dancing on my nose, singing, whatever it was, you know. <laughs> was
0: Sounds very fragile. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yes. Yeah. 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 Can't, can't do any of that now. Hardly.
2: <laughs> but how comprehensive of an education. That's amazing. So coming out of that school, where did you go from there?
3: Uh you mean after this sort of the education system had finished doing? Yes. Or? Yes. Uh oh gosh. I mean, you know, life took over in parts, some murky parts that we need not enter into, but you know, some gritty, dramatic life entered into this part. Um <laughs> Uh, And then, gosh, what did I do? Yes, I started uh, applying for drama schools, I guess, thinking I need to hone my craft Um, and finding somewhere reputable to do that. So I went to one school down in London and uh, after a year, I got expelled for bad behaviour. Don't ask. It was a murky, weird story. Um, And (laughs) then...
0: Steve, Steve lives in those kinds of
1: stories. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Well, well, yeah, look, the guy was nice enough, but he just, you know, who ran the school, but he had a bit of a trip on his shoulder. He was an alcoholic and we just came to blows a lot. I think deep down, he loved me, but he couldn't cope with me. So he expelled me for bad behavior. I say it was all weird, but let's not. But then after being thrown out of that and, and crying for, God knows how long and feeling my life was over. I then won a scholarship to uh, uh, another school um, based in London. And that's where I did uh, my master's in classical acting. And I bloody loved it. One of the best times of my life. So it all worked out okay in the end. So Yeah, sounds, <laughs> uh, that's what I did.
2: Sounds like it worked out very well. So you have yeah. a degree in classical acting. So did you, do you
3: do a lot of Shakespeare? Unfortunately not um presently but um we have we have a, a company over here i don't know if you're familiar with it called uh, uh the royal shakespeare company or the rfc oh, yes and yes, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of still the dream for me to tread the boards with that company for sure um you know i still very much hold out for that
0: i think any actor worth their salt holds out for that right like i mean it's
3: well you say that i don't i don't Know many actors in my circle who say yes. That's that's a box that I would want to tick off. Well, is actually worth their salt tele- <laughs> well. It's more television now because you see that's where money is and people. It's it's sort of it's it's quicker. It's it's a different. It's uh, a different t- feel. I think there's, a,
0: there's a difference between like short-term financial success and long-term craft building.
3: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure. Um, but I've noticed certainly I say in my social circles with actors, but it's more towards getting that first line on television or that reoccurring role in a soap. <clears throat> and and that sort of hammered home that that's the way to sort of go. So I don't meet many actors, actually. Maybe I'm in the wrong social circles, but um, who actually say, oh, you know, we've got the Donmar over here or the National or, you know, to work for the RSC. I don't come across many who's like, yeah, that's really what I want to do. Um,
2: I feel like they're missing out man like so many actors who have come out of that side of the theater whenever they do transition to film their careers are just like epic and you know long lasting because they have that wonderful foundation of the classics that they're taking
3: with them exactly yeah I I, you know I am a bit of a, a snob in that respect I just think you know in some respects, who the hell are you to grace the screens when you haven't done fundamental training on the um, stage? Right? Oh, love it. I'm, yes, I agree with your snobbery right there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are going to hate me. <laughs> that comment, who the beep is she? Um, but, you know, it's just where the grounding, the foundations are of, of acting skills, taking acting skills and turning it into an art in real time um that's that's where it's really learned you know that's where fear is faced um and and just becoming I think on your way to becoming a phenomenal actor I think mm. oh, yeah. but you, know, but yeah. you
2: know what despite the fact like you know lots of people have their paths, and I'm sure there are plenty of people who do perfectly well that have not gone oh. through the theater training, but I cannot tell you how many casting directors when they look at my resume and see theater's background they're like, oh. Love you theater people. You guys can do anything. Like you're acting monsters, you know, like memorize fast, memorize well, memorize accurately and just hit the mark every time. That's ah, the foundations, man. It's very important. So I feel like people who don't take the time to study, even if it's not like in a program like you went to, but there has to be something there to keep it going. You need those foundations and you need to continue your education. That is all. Exactly. I'm, a, I'm a teacher, so get up on that soapbox.
3: Well, yeah, and there's never really any excuse because there's so many people that'll give you work for free, you know, as in, sorry, you work for free. So there's never any excuse for not um, for not being able to do that or not getting the opportunity. You might not be doing a, a leading role in a, a massive production, but there's always an opportunity to be able to doing that. Honing your bloody craft, you know, and realizing that's that's at the core. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yes, 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 yes. Very passionate about that.
0: (laughs) I love that. We love the passion. Um, You know, Whitney and I and Steve, all three, act in some variety. I also produce, direct, and write. Um, and, uh, And Steve writes, you know, so we all have kind of our own opinions about actors who... You know can't quite show up on set and know exactly what the lines are they'll they'll i'll I'll work my way through it you know you hear that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. that's really frustrating it's like do your job show up know your lines you know (laughs) and know and know them right don't make you know don't paraphrase the whole thing like it gets really frustrating for sure
3: for sure but yeah i totally agree with you totally agree with you um but yeah there we go. So what you can came I say? Up th- get your backsides in the theatre. <laughs> yeah.
2: So you came up through the theatre scene. Um, you're hoping to work with Royal Shakespeare at some point. When did you get into the songwriting part of your career? uh,
3: uh well, uh, I first released something which I've now deleted off the the uh, streaming platforms. Um, <laughs> I first released something uh, probably about. Two and a half years ago, I'd always been writing songs since I was a child, you know, recording myself and then getting a separate tape recorder to record the harmonies over that mm-hmm. or whatever it was. I'd always been writing songs or poems. Um, but I don't know. I just I got to that stage in my life and I thought, do you know what? I'm not just a, a bloody one-trick pony here. There's more things in my life that I want to do, yes, I want to be the next Meryl Streep. But until I get there, <laughs> there's a lot of things that I also want to do and dreams that I want to see through. And one of those is just simply, uh, you know, feeling that I had the permission to to release songs that I had written and putting them out there. <laughs> yeah. and I thought, wow, you can actually do that, you know. If you learn and take the time and do what you have to do, you can actually do that. I thought, why the hell aren't you doing it? So, yeah, I just started doing it. My first song, so embarrassed of, after a year, (laughs) I took that down. But then I worked on my first EP and some more other singles or whatever, which um, I'm proud of now, you know. So Um, You're
2: you're a singer. Are you a musician as well? Like, Do you play piano or guitar or do you uh,
3: team up with someone for the instrumental portions of your songs? I play very, very, very basic chords on the guitar and and less so on the piano, and then so i I'll build a framework of the song. I know how it will go, obviously write all the lyrics um, and then I need to go to a producer who can beef it up, make it sound beautiful and add different instruments, you know um, yeah, that's kind of the process for that uh, but yeah i love I love it, I love it, I love doing it, I love releasing music and creating images in my head when i'm doing it and um
2: yeah where do you tend to get your inspiration from for your songs
3: um (coughs) excuse me jesus um usually uh from um feeling depressed (laughs) or feeling upset or down or confused or frustrated about something it will usually come from a strong emotion that I'm not able to vocalize somehow to people. So I'll end up putting it into a song or it might be a memory, you know, that just keeps playing over in my head. So I put it into a song to sort of put it to bed and then release it. And then it's, (laughs) you know, from from anything really. Okay.
2: So in your, in your process, uh, do you find that the lyrics come to you prior to the melody or, or how, what is the process there?
3: uh again there isn't there isn't really a strict process uh you know sometimes i can hear a quote um which inspired one of my latest songs um which is called outside in um you know just a quote that i heard and i wanted to make that into a song or I say sometimes it's just it's just a feeling and i'll start speaking out some words or i don't know but then sometimes i'll get a a, a some music in my head and the chorus will play round and round. So there is no process, you know, it just, it just comes in many different shapes and forms. Sounds like you have
0: (laughs) several different muses that hit you at different times.
3: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And even listening to different artists will inspire you, you know? So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Inspiration is everywhere, isn't it? If you look, if you're
0: open to it. Yes.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you're all open and you're ready to create, God, it's just everywhere you know
0: <clears throat> so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we uh we met you on clubhouse Ooh. Uh, this is
3: true yes <laughs> we
0: where, where, where we've all kind of like found a i mean whitney and i recently and steve just got onto clubhouse recently too but like after a, after a year of lockdowns and separation from everybody, it was like suddenly here is all these people in one place where we can all hear each other talk and have conversations. Yeah, and yeah. I remember walking into your room. It was you and 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 uh, Sandra. That's correct. Yes, and you two had me in stitches with the way you were interacting with the people in that room on Clubhouse. And, oh really? <laughs> oh, I was that's laughing. Funny. <laughs> I was. Oh, I think that's why it was funny. Is you were just being like authentic <laughs> and fun, and and the way you interacted with everybody just really caught me off guard. It was unlike any other room I'd been into. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and I you. said, I said to Whitney, "We got to get these ladies on the podcast." <laughs>
3: Right. Well, that's, that's awesome. It's good to know. Thank you. How, how
0: did, how did you, how did you find Clubhouse and, and what's been your uh, experience in there um, meeting new creatives and interacting with people that way after this, you know, year of solitary confinement essentially?
3: Yeah. Well, I look, I, I think Clubhouse couldn't have come at a better time really. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm in terms of, you know, bringing people together, I think it's very clever and was possibly much needed clubhouse. I mean, it's just a different level of interaction, isn't it? So I think it's really exciting. Um, Actually, it's a really exciting app. Would it be as exciting if lockdown wasn't happening?
0: That's the question, right? I
3: don't know. I've had that discussion in a lot of the rooms. Yeah, it's difficult to gauge, isn't it? So I'm saying it's kind of a perfect time where people, do, you, you know, <clears throat> you're not going to feel alone on this app. There's so many different areas for you to tap into as well and learn and grow. And it's, <sighs> but yeah, as I say, I'm not sure if it'd have the same impact if lockdown wasn't happening. I don't know, but either way, either way, it's happened when it's happened. <clears throat> um, and I've, I've certainly become obsessive with it. Uh You know, I'm I'm just really excited by by all the different different things that you could possibly do with it. And, you know, you think about different rooms you could host and it's just different ideas, doing things via audio. I'm already getting excited about potentially hosting an improvisation room um, and doing challenges or competitions, things like that through it. So I don't know. It's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah, It's interesting
0: you talked about an improvisation room. Uh, Yeah. One of one of our other friends, uh, who's an actress here in town, she and I started talking the other day, and we're, we're thinking of doing that in in our virtual oh, awesome. chats. Is doing a doing in, an improv room
2: because she's, oh, she's she's
0: she's been like the rest of us, like craving that interaction with improv people, and she hasn't had it, you know.
2: <laughs> well, and there yeah. are a lot of improv folks on this platform, so I mm. think you guys would get quite a few people joining in.
0: Yeah, you're going to be yeah. part of that, Whitney.
3: yeah yeah exactly there's lots you can do with it and uh yeah just the ability to be able to connect with people that is you know usually so far out of your realm or reach um you know physically or otherwise you know i just i just think it's immense and and i'm still just overwhelmed at the fact that the people the caliber of people you can be in the room with and potentially sharing a stage with you know i mean yeah, yeah. I was in a room uh, a few, couple of weeks ago, a week ago, with the, uh, I've forgotten his name. Is it Malcolm, Malcolm McDowell, the lead guy at Clockwork Orange? Yeah, yeah. It, just, it was five o'clock in the morning, my end. But you know, I just couldn't get enough of it. That I could hear this guy who I'd never otherwise hear, you know, talking about his times at the Royal Court over in the UK and just his whole journey of how he started as. Was an actor, darling, an actor, an actor. <laughs> you know.
2: Because, yeah, he um, was an If originally, right? Or was that his second movie?
3: He was a what? Sorry.
2: Oh, in the film, uh, was it If that he was in when he was like a teenager?
3: Uh, possibly. I don't know much of his film work, to be honest, other than Clockwork. I didn't, you know, I didn't know too much about his other. Clockwork film
0: work. was really if. when he kind of hit the scene on yeah. everybody, really. So, yes, it's understandable. Yes.
3: But just his whole theatre training as well. You know, he was heavily Mm. theatre started off. But yes, just being in rooms with people like that or otherwise, or just people that have got so much experience and being able to speak with them real time, yeah, you know, and then actually make connections off the back end of speaking with them as you would on a phone. I just think bloody phenomenal, (laughs) you know. It's, yeah, no longer six degrees of separation. Yeah, no, not at I, all.
0: I was in a room the other day listening to Jared Leto talk to people on take questions. Like,
3: was you like, know, it's yeah. incredible.
0: <laughs>
2: mm hmm. So so coming Mm -hmm. out of lockdown, because eventually, you know, we will go back to some version of normalcy. Um, Will we? Will we? (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Um, What are your hopes moving forward in your career and for the future when everything sort of comes back? And now that you've formed some of these connections and bonds through this app and what are your hopes going forward?
3: Uh, Oh, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess you get so bogged down, whatever happens, you know, the longer things continue, the more you start accepting them as normality. Mm. And so the way in which we've been over the past year, year and a quarter or whatever now or whatever, you know, it it just becomes a norm and you get stuck in that cycle of functioning in that world. So, and, and, and with no real real end to it, you don't really know if there's going to be an end to it. So I don't know. I haven't. I don't know if I've got any hopes as such. That doesn't mean that I'm not hopeful. Right. Um, it means that I'm positive that things will work out. However, they're supposed to work out for the best. And I just need to continue to work hard, play hard, you know, <laughs> but do all the things I should be doing in order for those things to happen. Um, and what will be, what will you know, will be sort of thing. So. I know it's maybe a rubbish answer, but I don't, I don't know what I hope for really at the you moment. Just,
2: well, no, that's not that's it's, not a rubbish answer. It just means you're you're open to the possibilities, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yes, well, I, think yes. It's
0: a, I think it's yeah. also a very fair answer after after, especially like the UK. You guys opened up a bit and closed down again, and opened up a bit and closed down mm. again, right? Kind of of, cool. of Expanding contract thing going on for the better part of the last year. It, it's probably harder to actually see the the end of it all since it sure kind of keeps yeah. getting pulled out from under you, right?
3: Exactly, exactly. So there's nothing really to trust at the moment as a landing ground.
0: Everybody so. in California is just kind of like, "Hey, we've been under lockdown since March last year.
3: Like, <laughs> it
0: never, <laughs> yeah, it just never stops.
3: <laughs> know so, yes. so and just yeah. like.
1: In Florida, they just had a major incident that they had to lock down Miami because too many people came there for spring break. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, Miami.
1: Wow. Oh, Florida people. (laughs) (laughs) If you Google, Google Florida man, um, you will see a myriad of really interesting things.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that Fanny, but, uh, Florida man. Florida, Florida newspapers have a like mandate about posting articles about local crimes, and and so if you (laughs) you Google the term Florida man, you will be hit with the most random, strange, bizarre behaviors. Because they're they're always posted online from the news media about Florida man did this, Florida man caught doing that.
3: (laughs) I see. That is so what I'm going to be doing after this podcast. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's it's really uh, good
3: fuel for comedy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a a total rabbit hole. Like you start going down it and you just. (laughs) How have I not heard
3: of this? (laughs) Florida man, I'm all over that. (laughs) you're gonna have fun going down that rabbit hole (laughs) right yeah gosh you're welcome tonight thank you so much guys thank you (laughs) so fanny i did want to
2: touch on something that you said a second ago when you were when we were talking about you know your hopes and stuff you said um you you just were going to keep on doing the work and keep on preparing yourself and everything um what does that look like for you as an actor? And because uh, I think this would be good advice for all actors, like some of the work that you can be doing now, even if you're still in lockdown in preparation for that future someday.
3: Um, yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good question. Uh, do I have a good answer? Who knows? Um, <laughs> I, th- I th- There's an element, an element, I would say as an actor that you have to think of yourself as a brand an element. And so you have to be thinking each day, what am I doing that is pushing that brand forward, that is showing it to the right people? What can I do each day which further pushes that brand showing what I can do? So I think there's a a part of that. And that may mean having to I don't even think it's a May anymore. I think everyone should be, if, if, if you're an actor especially, creating your own work. That will look different for every single person. For some people, that'll be 10-second skits on TikTok. For somebody else, that'll be half an hour webisodes of something or, you know, singing a song. But creating your own work, something that separates you from the masses because that's all it is out there, masses of heads that want to be actors. And that are talented and skilled. So, trying to find ways which separate you, not in a weird way, but that just separate you from <laughs> the masses of other people, I think. Um, and trying to get the attention of the right industry people um, with what you're doing. Working on your craft. You can be doing that whether you're in lockdown or not, but especially in lockdown. God, just YouTube videos, you know, from you know, people who know what the bloody hell they're talking about, you know, Michael Caine or, <clears throat> or Uta Hagen, whoever it is, that's just a start of things you could be doing, doing watching masterclasses, reading scripts, um, becoming versed in cold reading, uh, filming yourself, filming monologues and saying, do I believe myself? And if you don't do it again, um, I don't know there, there's so many different, and that's part of being creative, but finding ways to hone your craft daily, and to be putting yourself in front of the eyes of people who matter, who are going to get you to where you want to be. Um, I think that's what you can be doing.
0: <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a beautiful list of things that someone can do. I, I know a lot of actors were panicked and stuff when lockdowns lockdowns all beca- began like, Oh, I had all this momentum and, you know, now it's all gone and, what do I do with myself? And my suggestion to all of them was basically the same. It's like you got time to work on your craft, the mm-hmm. craft, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, took art, yeah I took advantage.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I took advantage of. I'm sorry. Go ahead, I took advantage of two things. Um, one that um, my employer pays for going to college, and so during the lockdown, I thought, oh, okay, I'll finished my degree. And, uh, I was working on, uh, my creative writing degree and, uh, uh, I wrote a, a great script, a great short script in a creative writing class. And, uh, I've been trying to market that around. So the two things is that one, I was able to go back to school and started writing again. But the, on the other hand is that I got laid off from the job. So I had to drop out of school. Um, but what you're saying is, uh, very valid. I, I really appreciate that. Um, it's giving me a better insight of what I should be doing, um, with my writing is looking at myself as a brand and your time and my time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's just so nice to have that time to actually focus on foundational things, because I feel like a lot of times you are so busy, you know, chasing the jobs and things like that. That sometimes it it is a challenge to find time just to work on the craft. So, um, but you have to, and it's so important. So it's, it's lovely that you've been able to take advantage of, you know, yeah, it's a bad situation, but man, it gives you time. So that's great. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I think you just got to ask yourself a bit of what's the alternative, you know, if you're not working on that, then what are you doing? And what are you going to be doing when it hits? And we are back, in inverted commas, to normality. There'll be people that are far ahead of you or who will have used that time. You know, you just want to use your time wisely. We all have 24 hours, everybody, whoever you are. And it's using those really, wasting them wisely, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: wasting them wisely. I think that's wonderful advice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Fanny, I know it's like late in the middle of the night for you out there. Um, so I, I think, and we're coming up on 50 minutes here. So before we say goodbye um, or farewell until next time, uh, until we
2: meet again, oh, yes.
0: uh, nowhere, <laughs> where, where can people find you? If they want to like, you know, check out that social media, they want to hear your music. What, what, what are the places they can find you online?
3: um i'm really basic really simple you know fanny compton on everything that's f-a-n-n-i and then compton c-o-p-t-o-n you can literally just tap me into google and all of my social media links or anything will crop up there uh spotify itunes twitter linkedin instagram um not sure if clubhouse will come up yet but again just type in fanny compton and i'm on there as well should you be so inclined to follow me, then you know um, <laughs> that'll be great. That'll be great. I'm very easy to find. Really,
0: fantastic, fantastic. Uh, Whitney, Steve, you guys have anything you want to say to her before we uh, we wrap it up?
2: Thank you so much for
3: staying up late to join us for this interview. This is great. Oh, no, I'll be up many hours yet working into the night by candlelight. Uh, Won't be by candlelight. Um, I just wanted to sound artsy. Um, But no, uh, yes, I'll I'll be up many hours yet. So fret not about that. Thank you so very much for having me. I'm genuinely honoured. Um, I always uh, sort of think, well, why would anyone want to speak to me? I don't have much to proffer. Um, so I'm, I'm very humble. So thank you so much for that. Uh, appreciate it, all oh. of you. Well, thank you. Uh,
1: no, Fanny, was, it was first time absolute pleasure. Was humbled by me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Stephen? It uh, was the
1: first time anybody's been humbled by me.
3: Oh, well, you, well there you go. They do so thank you very character. much. It, I am very degree. humbled by you, Stephen. <laughs> thank you. All right, so <laughs> let, let, it, let it be known. Right. Yes. And
1: when we hang up, these two is are gonna just rip me a new one, and that <laughs> humble that humble feeling is now gonna be going away.
3: <laughs> right. Well, just cling on to it for as long as you can. It's a jest, really. thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so thank, very much. Thank you, and Fanny to David, and David. I'm so glad we made the connection on the, on Clubhouse as well. So me
0: too, absolutely. And and uh, I'll let you know when this episode's dropping. And we definitely would like to have you uh, come on our Clubhouse room, and uh, you know be available for any questions and further chats people might have from the episode.
3: Look forward to it. Thank awesome. you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Fanny. <laughs> thank you. Take care. Thank you. Have thank a you. good day. Hello there, citizens. I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the floaty
1: that will not flash no matter how many times you try in the toilet bowl of crime. I am Darkwing Duck. Telling you, please, talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. (laughs) Whatever the heck that means. After all, you are watching Intellectual Podcast with your ears.